good afternoon with a little Philadelphia jazz. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. This is episode number 260. Today we'll start the discussion of the endocrine system and we'll start the endocrine summit. And we'll talk about the adrenal glands. My co-hosts are Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. And we will get on with this great show in a minute. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron here on this beautiful summer day down here in Southwest Florida. Glad to have you aboard. And for our first of, uh, I don't know how many weeks it's going to take to get through the endocrine gland, but we're going to do each one individually and show you how they're all related. And we will talk about the adrenal glands first. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And as I say every week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I approach this, this show with an attitude of gratitude because grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. And When it comes to life, as G.K. Chesterton said, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or take them with gratitude. With that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, introduce Dr. Jerry, who has a great preparation today for you. And uh, uh, I hope you're going to learn a lot uh, about the uh, adrenal glands. Dr. Jerry, good afternoon. Pleasure to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you, and I think Dr. Dan's here. I'm not sure. Let me check this here. Is that you, Dr. Dan? Tis I, Dr. Ron. Good afternoon, Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry. Good to have you Ladies on board. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, today is going to the endocrine summit, and we're going to talk about adrenal glands, and uh, you're going to learn, I hope, a lot, and, and how there is a, a commonality between Dr. Britta Barnes's thyroid and the adrenal glands. But there's been some news recently uh, that I just have to uh, comment on before we go on with the program. And there was an article that's been quoted all over the place from all of all places, the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. And it was authored by a Dr. David A. Jenkins. And I'll have more to say on him in a minute. But you know, as surely as the sun will rise in the east, you can expect to hear some group of doctors loudly announce the vitamins, minerals, and other supplements won't do a thing for you. Well, of course, you know, the media, they, they suck up to stories like that because, you know, the fake news is all around, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, these stories don't require any research, so they're, they're low-hanging fruit for lazy journalists. And now comes this study we just, I just made about from Dr. David Jenkins, the University of Toronto. Well, he jumped on his soapbox to tell a reporter who would listen how he was surprised to find so few positive effects from the common taken supplements. Well, 
If you've listened to this program, you know he's joking. Well, I did some digging, and here's what I found out. And just who's been funding Dr. Jenkins? This professor professor of nutrition has been getting checks from the makers of soft drinks, Pepsi and Coke, by the way, sweet treats and snack foods. But the supplement study he authored has gone too far because should anyone follow his advice, the consequences would be, ladies and gentlemen, no laughing matter. Dr. Jenkins claims that some of the most popular, some of the most potent vitamin and mineral supplements available provide no health benefits, especially if you're trying to protect your heart. But it turns out that anyone who consumes is a consumer of foods and drinks made by the companies lining his pockets you're going to need more than supplements, not fewer. You're going to need more of them if you're eating all that junk food. Some of Dr. Jacob's patients, as I said, included Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola. You know, they make Lay's Doritos. Unilever is a giant corporation that owns Ben & Jerry's, Breyers, Popsicle, and Klondike bars, and Soy Foods Association and the Canola, Canola Council of Canada. Unbelievably. The vitamins the cola professor specifically called out as being worthless included a whole lineup of B vitamins, as well as vitamin C, vitamin E, and vitamin D, and also zinc, magnesium, calcium, and selenium. Somehow, he is, he's trying to contradict decades of research proving just how vital it is for you to keep levels of these nutrients up to par. So before you throw everything you thought you knew of value about supplements out the window, let, let, let's just talk about this study. For starters, let's take the studies. Let's take studies on vitamin D. They've shown that the majority of Americans, especially seniors, are deficient in this vitamin. And that's no small matter because if you come up short on vitamin D, you're leaving yourself wide open for a host of problems ranging from immune deficiencies to heart disease and weak bones. How about magnesium? Well, that, that goes pretty well, too. It's practically the superhero of supplements, and the deficiency in it, according to Dr. George Lundberg, who was the former editor of the Journal of American Medical Association, Dr. Lundberg says a deficiency of magnesium can trigger a range of cardiac rhythm abnormalities, including some that are potentially lethal. In fact, magnesium is so important to the proper functioning of your heart that Dr. Lumberg believed a deficiency of this essential mineral was the likely cause of the sudden and tragic death of Carrie Fisher. But since knowing whether you're deficient in magnesium requires more than your typical blood test, the simplest thing you can do is what Dr. Lumberg does. He takes 400 milligrams a day, every day. Another mineral that Dr. Jenkins that doesn't think you should take is zinc. Well, you don't need a lot of zinc. Not not having enough can be deadly, though. A research has found that nearly 40% of seniors in the U.S. are deficient in zinc. So while you might only think of zinc as a remedy for colds or flus, this is a micronutrient that can also help repair DNA, banish inflammation, lower levels of oxidative stress, meaning that you can get an upper hand in steering clear of not only infections, but some other deadly diseases as well. And how about vitamin C? A vital nutrient that Dr. Jenkins put on his hit list that you don't need. A powerful antioxidant that not only can help you stay free of colds and the flu, but is well known to protect against a wide variety of cancers. 
How about selenium? Potent antioxidant. Deficiencies in vitamin E have been linked to metabolic syndrome. A condition, ladies and gentlemen, that can double your risk of heart disease and make you five times more likely to develop diabetes. Actually, the only vitamin this doctor gave a slight nod to was folic acid. And that's a part of the B family. But he left the rest of that important group, including B12 in the dust. Not having sufficient amounts of B vitamins can lead to exhaustion, depression, and even dementia. And yes, it's always better to get your nutrients primarily from food sources and use naturally occurring vitamins. But honestly, can you remember the last time you had the recommended 513 daily servings of fruits and veggies? Well, even if you load your plate with a good selection, you may be missing out on uh, sources such as flaxseed and pumpkin seeds, which are high in zinc. You may not be getting enough dark leafy vegetables to provide you with adequate amounts of magnesium. And have you spent enough time in the sun, at least 10 minutes a day with no sunscreen, so that you can make enough vitamin D? Well, a high-quality supplement can keep you strong, even when your diet is less than perfect. And that's my two cents about Dr. Uh, Jenkins' study. If I had the time, if I had the time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would just go to the bottom of this article, which I'm going to do right now. And although he does does have some uh, bibliography, his conflicts of interest are just incredible. I'm looking at, again, Coca-Cola, like I said, Soline, Canola, Almond Board of California, Walnut Council of California, uh, Canadian Agricultural Poly Institute, Food Technologies, Coca-Cola Company, Griffith Hospital, Celestial Pepsi, Soy Foods, and it goes on and on and on. So I, I mentioned this to Dr. Jerry, and, and uh, this just came out, so I didn't uh, really have a time to talk it over with him. But he, he has some uh, uh, comments about vitamins. I mean, uh, we've talked about them, and for a physician who is uh, sponsored by the uh, uh, food supplement industry, the food industry, the junk food industry, uh, I think it bears a, a comment also from Dr. Jerry. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you know there's a definite assault on natural remedies because um, I just came across a little blurb in the U.S. News & World Report. And, you know, again, it's the Mind Control Disinformation Project. And so they hit you from many different sides. So it sounds like, oh, it's got to be true. <clears throat> you know, basically the title is Be Wary of Dietary Supplements. <coughs> Excuse me. And, you know, what they're – Focusing in on is the market for dietary supplements was $27.6 billion. Well, how about the returns for Lipitor, $14 billion a year from one drug, which causes all kinds of dementia, type 2 diabetes, rhabdomyolysis, breakdown of muscle tissue, cataract, uh, liver damage, kidney problems. But that's okay because it's FDA-approved as a drug to heal or lower cholesterol, which is a whole nonsense thing in itself because we've been over that before. But they always focus in on this uh, issues. Well, look how much money vitamins are bringing in. But I'd like to ask these uh, pundits, show me the, the death rate 
from taking supplements. You know, I don't think, Dr. Ron, I think you mentioned it in the previous shows, there's not one death listed from taking a supplement. Zero deaths. That's not. Zeros, right, exactly. How many people get rushed to the hospital on the 911 call because they overdosed or had an adverse reaction to a vitamin? You know, I've never heard of one. And this is the joke. They they put this disinformation out there to scare you. It's all fear-based. Um, you know, what's interesting, uh, Dr. Ron had uh, recommended one of his old-time friends come see me where he used to practice in, in Chester, Pennsylvania. And, and the woman had a multitude of problems, and I, I put her on a lot of vitamins because she was, like, really in bad shape. She was in today. She said she's totally off oxygen for the last four days. She was... You know, like an astronaut, she was tied to a tether and an oxygen tank. But the last four days, her oxygen level has been between 95 and 97. I mean, she's happy as a as a lark. She also lost 27 pounds. Okay, the first two days, she lost 14 pounds. It was fluid. Wow. It was fluid. So you know, you know, when someone these doctors say. They don't work. Well, it's because they don't know what the heck they're doing or they're using synthetic vitamins, which have very little value, or they work like a pharmaceutical drug. So, for example, if you take ascorbic acid in high doses, it acts as an antihistamine. So, yeah, if you have an allergy or something, you can get some positive benefit, but you're not getting to the root cause of the problem. <laughs> so the key here is that when anytime you read an article bashing supplements, you got to be suspect right from the get-go and, and look from the references, like Dr. Ron mentioned, is Coca-Cola sponsoring it? Is, um, you know, a pharmaceutical company sponsoring it? I don't know if you, people are old enough to remember back in the 80s, they went after the Shoot Brothers from Canada, two doctors hmm. that were showing vitamin A was very beneficial, or E, rather, vitamin E was very beneficial for the heart. And they trashed these two guys. You know, they had controlled studies, valid research, but they don't want people to get well with natural remedies. That's why in New Jersey, for example, you can't get raw milk. In in Canada, you can't get raw milk. It's against the law because they don't want you to have access to real food. So anyway, that's my two cents worth and uh, for, for whatever it's worth. Yeah, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will get to a dream, but our, our job here, or not our job, but our, our mission is to bring you uh, the latest news and our opinion about it. So don't throw your vitamins away. Uh, they are, they do serve a purpose and, uh, do some research as we always ask you to do, uh, follow up on what we, we say about, uh, these subjects. But this, this was so blatant when you read all the sponsors of the, uh, article, that we, you know, I told you, Jerry, we just have to bring this up today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Today is the start of the Endocrine Summit, and uh, do you feel tired and drained of energy all the time? Yeah. You struggle to get up, you struggle <laughs> to get up in the morning, or how, no matter how early you went to bed? Have you been trying <laughs> to correct your thyroid without luck? Yeah. Maybe it's your adrenal glands. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about uh, adrenals and uh I'm going to recommend a book that I've told uh, Dr. Dan about. It's called The Safe Use of Cortisol by Dr. William Jeffries. He's a man that, that is uh, just like Broda Barnes and uh, incredible. And I just want to read the introduction to, to his first edition. 
The adrenals are a major component of the body's defense against stress, and this includes any type of injury or infection. The malaise associated with any severe injury or illness can be alleviated by the administration of suitable doses of adrenocortical hormone. It's apparent that the secretion of a gland that has such remarkable potential may affect the body's reaction to any unpleasant condition with physical, psychological injury or disease. Okay, and that's going to be important as we uh, talk about adrenal fatigue because your typical Western allopathic doctor is going to say you're crazy. But this gland has influences psychologically. Okay, unfortunately, when cortisone was first introduced to clinical medicine, the amount of the hormone that was normally produced uh, by human subjects was not known, nor was the optimum of administration known. So we'll talk about that and about the uh, Nobel Prize winning physicians who discovered uh, cortisone. So uh, I'm going to use a, a couple references to, for this program, and one is by Terry Herdog and Dr. Jeffries, and a host of articles uh, that I have on adrenal heart connect connection. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about why some people don't think there is adrenal fatigue, and then if we have time today, if not next week, we'll go through some normal adaptogenic herbs and, and natural remedies for adrenal fatigue. But Dr. Jerry has put a lot of time on the endocrine system. I, I, I would like him to start this program with, uh, uh, with the, uh, the the numbers. How many people have this, Dr. Jerry? Well, it's estimated that up to 80% of the adults experience adrenal fatigue during their lifetime. And uh, it's basically one of the most underdiagnosed illnesses in the U.S. Because, again, the doctors aren't trained. They don't have a you know, database of information to link the symptoms to, you know, the testing. Their testing is basically not getting to the root cause, the issue. Um, I mean, to give you an example, I had a, a, a patient of mine was in today with folliculitis, uh, it, you know, itching in his scalp. And, you know, he'd been to, you know, about four doc- different doctors, and they can't figure it out. And guess what? I tested him, and he had glyphosate in his adrenal glands. How did he get it? Well, he lives in, um, you know, uh, a rural area, and right next to his home is a big farm, and they spray the stuff like crazy. So it was in his adrenals, and it was also in his scalp where he has the itching. So this is why, you know, physicians aren't picking up on this thing because they don't have the diagnostic skills or the information to link pesticides, heavy metals, uh, you know, viruses, chemicals to these, you know, clinical issues. Um, so that's a major area why it's being missed so easily. Um, and Dr. the other Jerry, interesting, yeah. Dr. G, and you, you bring up some interesting points, but let, let me, uh, while you're, we're talking about why it's missed, let, let me just reinforce the, the cortisol reference ranges that a, a, an allopathic doctor would get. And let me just uh, read what Dr. Herzog says. He says cortisol reference ranges are statistical ranges, not health ranges. In the reference range of cortisol in the laboratory test, that would be a range of serum levels corresponding to health. Cortisol deficiency would only be diagnosed in 2.5% of the population, those with cortisol levels uh, below the lower reference limit. So if you just went by 
traditional testing, you would only diagnose two and a half percent of the of the of the eighty percent of adults who get this. However, the laboratory reference range uh, limits for cortisol are purely statistical parameters. Just for other hormones, two point five percent of the populations statistically have a cortisol level above the upper limit, and two point five percent have a value below the lower limit. And the cortisol level of the remaining 95% is so-called in the normal reference range, regardless of whether patients have a deficiency or not or whether they have symptoms. So, uh, again, if your doctor orders uh, some of the tests we'll be talking about uh, and says they're normal, that's not good enough. You have to know the numbers. So uh, I think that's another reason uh, adrenal fatigue is, is not taken seriously. And plus the fact that these ranges are derived from sick people. Exactly. Exactly. Which is, you know, skews it even lower than what, what it should be. Well, well I, I agree. So, that, so, excuse so me. We, I, have, we have all the yeah. conditions that Jerry said about even the, the, the toxic metals, the glyphosate, the, the inability to interpret. Uh, the the cortisone levels appropriately for for health, not just for uh, sickness. Doctor, and it just uh, basically, Dr. yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, the doctor has to think to to, to look for it. How many well, doctors? They're looking, it. they're looking for it, Doctor Dan, but they're not interpreting. The, they're they're getting the urinary uh, cortisol levels. But they don't. They're only interpreting them looking at the reference range on the sheet that they get from the lab. That's the problem. And plus they have three minutes to talk to the patient at best. That's exactly, exactly right. right. And and in that three minutes, they may never bring up adrenal. The well, first adrenal it, takes, it takes 35 seconds for them to get their tablet opened, right? It takes too long. <laughs> plus, I mean, you know, when you look at the classic signs and symptoms, uh, you got fatigue and weakness, especially in the morning and and afternoon. Uh, suppressed immune system. People get a cold and it lingers for, you know, two three weeks. Increased allergies. You know, to this recent uh, spring season. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen like a rash of allergies and people that said they never really had allergies. So you know, whether it was all the rain and and the increased pollen that aggravated it or other stress factors, but it was just off the chart. Uh, muscle and bone loss and muscle uh, weakness. Depression. I mean, depression is one of the biggest or the leading uh, issues worldwide. Uh, you know, and you wonder why. You know, when you're walking around with your cup of uh, Starbucks, you know, that caffeine is stimulating that cortisol, and that's stressing the heck out of your adrenals. Um, I said, I think they said on uh, one of the programs that I checked into that uh, this is one of the worst allergy seasons they've seen. Yeah. So there has to be a reason for it. It didn't happen by accident. With all the uh, dryness and then all the rain and all this has been that's been going on and it's been causing a lot of allergies. So that's what you've been seeing up there too. Probably the same as down here. Yeah, and then there, all the chemtrails, if you look up in the sky, you'll see these enormous uh, you know, clouds, but they're not normal clouds. They're just you can see their trails, and um, they're airplanes. <laughs> exactly, but it's not uh, contrails; it's chemtrails. chemtrails uh, anyway, right. exactly, and there's aluminum, strontium, and barium, and plus I've been picking up mycoplasma, pneumoniae, 
and uh, Klebsiella pneumoniae that they're including in there, and uh, uh, dibromide, which is uh, another chemical that they're spraying. So it, it's, you know, it's affecting the respiratory tracts. Also, Absolutely. people, yeah, cravings so, for I, foods. I, 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 let, let's go ahead and continue to, to, to list the symptoms of people that we have adrenal fatigue. But what will they be experiencing? What will they be complaining about? Yeah, some cravings for foods. You'll see a lot of salt and sugar and fat cravings, uh, hormonal imbalances, uh, skin problems, like acne, rashes. You know, when it gets severe, you get the Addison's disease. You get that the bronzing effect on the skin, but that's in the severe um, levels. So-called autoimmune disorders, which, again, you know, you have over 60 different hormones produced by the adrenals, and when they get fatigued or you don't have enough good quality nutrition um, to support the adrenals, then the hormones that are needed to meet emergency situations are, are deplete. So your body goes into um, overdrive, and then it can't, you know, these viruses or chemicals get lodged into an organ, and then the body starts to attack it. That's what they're really saying when they say autoimmune. Uh, increased PMS or menopausal symptoms, because what's interesting, embryologically, the adrenals develop from the same tissue that the ovaries. So when it comes to, you know, change of life, 45, 55 years old, and the women's adrenals are, are stressed out all their life anyway, they can't make the hormones to take up the slack that the ovaries produced during, you know, their prime. So that's one of the big reasons why you get the, you know, PMS. Um, low sex drive. I mean, that you know, you have this tremendous erectile dysfunction issues and, and other lackluster, uh, you know, sex uh, life amongst people because their adrenals are stressed to the hilt. Uh, lightheadedness, this is a big thing. If you get up from a lying position and you get dizzy, you know, that's a tip-off that you have a potential adrenal problem. And we can get into that with a, a simple raglan test with do, doing blood pressure. But um, sensitivity to bright light, you walk into Ikea, you walk into Walmart, Kmart, and those fluorescents drive you up a wall, that is a real strong indication that your adrenals are weak because you your pupil cannot constrict and accommodate to the bright light. It's controlled by the uh, adrenal hormones, epinephrine, norepinephrine. Um, decreased ability to handle stress. If you've got weak adrenals and a weak thyroid, that is a prescription for a nervous breakdown. And it's so obvious. You, you, you know, the good mother, uh, the good father, all of a sudden they fall apart. And they run away from the marriage because they can't handle the distress anymore. And invariably, weak adrenals and weak thyroid. And when you take care of those two problems, <clears throat> they can handle the, the daily stress levels. Uh, trouble waking up in the morning despite a full you know, night's sleep. Dr. Jerry, let, let, yeah. that, that is really an important part that not, I don't hear a lot of people talk about is the psychological complaints when you have a deficiency of adrenal hormones. I, I think... Uh, there has been a, a total lack of diagnosis of, you know, and how you said depression. Well, how about outbursts of nervousness, anger, fear? Sure. Uh, and pe people that use negative words, it's, I feel horrible, it's terrible, oh, it's a disaster, it's the end of the world. Uh, these people are reacting to both low cortisol and low thyroid, and, pe and the traditional doctors, ladies and gentlemen, are missing it. 
And God forbid if they get into a stressful situation, either with their partner or their job, they get very quarrelsome and they make accusations toward others. And this is something that Dr. Jerry just brought out, but I, I just wanted to emphasize it because it's important uh, when you're talking to your client, your patient, uh, to ask them how they're doing. How you know are they flying off the handle? Uh, most physicians aren't going to even go that route. So and I just want to my two cents. Yeah, it's excellent. How about these anger management programs? You think they're looking at weak adrenals? <laughs> right. They, they, they. Well, if if most physicians don't. Uh, don't look for it and deny that it exists because it doesn't, nobody has this so-called, you know, uh, uh, they can't diagnose it with a blood test. Well, gosh, you can't, there, there's a whole book of psychiatric disorders that are based just on people saying what it is. There's, there's one psychiatric disorder that you can, you can label with a blood, with a blood test or MRI or anything else. So uh, you really have to know what you're looking for take the whole thing into uh, uh, the whole person and, and go through this uh, and know that people with low adrenals have these uh, symptoms we're talking about. And, uh, and Dr. Harry's doing a great job. I'm going to jump in when, when he hits the ones that I, I like. All right. So yeah, let's continue. Yeah. So we said like the decreased ability to handle stress, trouble waking up, poor memory. I mean, people say, Oh, you know, senior moments, you can't remember. Well, that's maybe part of the issue, but when your adrenals are weak, you can't recall because you get vasoconstriction, diminished blood supply to the brain. And so there goes your memory issues. Um, well, let, let, let me hop in again because sure. you're, as you get older, your cortisol levels drop. Okay? And it's, it's by two milligrams a day, and older people can drop by two milligrams a day. Uh, you know, uh, it's, and we're not even thinking about adrenal fatigue and elderly people. You're you're old, so you're tired. So uh, it it is a consideration. So you mean you're going to That's, put me on a park bench with a Hadassah bib so I can drool on it all day long? No, I'm going to put you on an IV drip of cortisol. <laughs> That'll I'll do black backflips after that one. <laughs> we'll get oh, you on I know what mile. my problem is. Hundred mile bike ride. <laughs> All right, as far as Dr. Dr. Jerry said about the brain, I think this brain fog is really important because you hear this with a lot of uh, chronic fatigue syndromes and so forth, but it it might all be related to the adrenals, this fogginess, empty-headedness. That's really common cortisol-deficient people. And it's due to what Dr. Jerry, I think where he was going, to the low blood pressure. He was going to talk about the Raglan test. That's the you know, that low blood pressure reduces the blood supply, what, to the highest part of your body when you're standing. And what is, where is that? That's the brain, okay? So uh, I think that that's really important for you we brought up, Dr. Jarrett. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is we we spoke about the um, uh, pituitary hypothalamus adrenal axis, and it's also the thyroids involved, too. They're all interconnected, the endocrine glands. And so... Invariably, if your thyroid is low, then the adrenals overwork to pick up, to get the metabolism, you know, up to a normal level. So again, the combination of the two, when the metabolism of the cells go low because of a weak thyroid, you know, you're going to have mental fog. A lot of these symptoms overlap, the depression, anxiety of thyroid and adrenal. They overlap. Uh, 
Exactly. You know, and, low and, and, so does, and so does the low blood sugar. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. And I got low blood sugar. Well, so you got too much insulin. But why do you have too much insulin? Well, you know, it's interesting. This patient that I had in earlier uh, with the uh, folliculitis, he was saying he was going on a trip to India. And while the plane was, you know, sitting on the tarmac there, he passed out. And, you know, mm. basically he had low blood sugar because, you know, they took him off the plane. They wouldn't let him fly because uh. he had passed out. But it was interesting, you know, when they took him to one of the little uh, rest areas and they gave him orange juice, he just perked right up and was fine. But, you know, the, the rules and regs, you know, they will not let you fly if you had passed out uh, while you're sitting in the plane. And I can understand that. But but it's interesting. This guy is, you know, high-pressure job. He's a CEO of his own company, got a lot of employees. He's under the gun. And when I uh. said to him, I said, you had a blood sugar problem. He said, absolutely, you know. Wow. Knock well, you right out. So just take your orange juice be- go before you take your flight to India or wherever. Well, <laughs> okay. You know, like we talked about before, the, and Dr. Jerry alluded to it, I, I always thought of the endocrine system as a symphony orchestra. It all has to come together uh, so, you're, so that you work in unison. So I, that's a good point. I mean, we're talking about adrenals, but... Toward the end of this uh, summit on on uh, the energy system, we'll talk at the end about how everything works together. I mean, uh, just because we're talking about adrenals today doesn't mean some of these symptoms you won't hear them again when we talk about thyroid. But they they one compensates for the other, wouldn't you say, Doctor Jerry? Well, they have to because that's kind of like a, a you know a space capsule. You have backup systems and they and biofeedback systems, so they're monitoring. Uh, one over the other because if if you don't have a backup system and, and your main system fails, you know, your heart's going to conk out. Exactly. All right. So there, there, are there any other symptoms that, that patients exhibit where maybe they should ask their physician or their naturopathic physician to, to check them for adrenal uh, fatigue or their, their functional medicine physician? I think we covered a lot of a lot of them and a lot of symptoms. And you know, if you just have a generalized lack of energy, you know, and aches and pains, like this fibromyalgia. The more I the more I uh, am around the, the endocrine system, the more I think a lot of these fibromyalgia patients, these chronic fatigue patients, have an adrenal thyroid deficiency. And uh, Dr. Jeffries and yeah, Dr. Barnes are so far ahead of theirs. Yeah. Yeah, a couple years ago, who basically was homebound because of severe pain. She couldn't travel. She couldn't function. And, you know, she'd been to all these top specialists. And when she was referred to me, she had a severe depressed thyroid function and and adrenals. And the bottom line is it took me about six months to get her thyroid and adrenals, uh, you know, working. And then she got her life back. But it makes so much sense because what does fibromyalgia have? Diffuse pain patterns all over the body. Well, what's interesting, um, when the metabolism is low, the waste products build up in all the cells of the body, and they're like a sponge. They can only hold so much water and so many toxins. And at some point, you get diffuse pain patterns. So what are you going to do, treat it with a Nuprin or a Leave or, you know, steroids? I mean, it's Looney Tunes. Absolutely. Uh, and that's what cortisol is. It's just a... It's a 
hormone that, that just keeps us uh, going and going like the already bunny, maybe. But a deficiency of it also causes something that we haven't talked about. If, if Dr. Jerry did mention it, I missed it, and I apologize, is inflammation. And how many times in every disease that we talk about weekly that, is there an inflammatory component? And cortisol is anti-inflammatory. So if you don't have enough, you're going to get conjunctivitis. You're going to get uh, ear, ear infect, like otitis. You're going to get rhinitis. Uh, psoriasis and arthritis. Okay? Very common. Well, you know, in, you know, yeah, it's amazing. An interesting uh, point. Uh, a good friend of mine, he's an orthopedic surgeon over in Italy, um, shared this with me. He said, because he treats a lot of uh, professional athletes and all, and he said, when you get people in pain, the autonomic nervous system somehow kicks in uh, hormone releases that cause the interstitial fluid to gel up so that the ability of the body to evacuate the toxins from the cells is dramatically reduced, and it also impairs the nutrients from getting into the cells. So, you know, you talk about chronic pain, that's what, what happens. And that, that's another good point. Uh, that, that's another good point where, that we're talking about adrenals. Jesus, uh, it really, uh, uh, when you read Dr. Jeffrey's book, The Safe Use of Cortisol, uh, again, uh, mo- most of the uh, allopathically trained physicians will say you're crazy, but Dr. Jeffrey's cured a lot of people, like Dr. Barnes. You know, if you're on thyroid hormone and you need it, you you, you have 500% chance of getting a myocardial infarction. God, that's got to wake somebody up. It's got to wake somebody up. Yeah, the mortician. So uh, another quick little anecdotal story. I had a a young Amish girl that we're uh, treating uh, orthodontically. And what was interesting, she had a lot of fatigue symptoms and all. And I told her flat out, you know, when I tested her energetically, her adrenals and her thyroid were were weak. And I said, I can't start um, the orthodontic treatment because... If you get someone with weak adrenals and a weak thyroid, and then you put in uh, functional appliances in the mouth and start expanding the jaw bones, you're distressing the whole darn system. You know, you go back to um, Hans Selye's research in 1936 when he said the adrenals cannot differentiate uh, among uh, psychological distress, chemical distress, or structural distress. So the key here is that I got her thyroid working with nutrients not drugs, and then we we start using um, an, an adrenal complex which has like a homeopathic form of adrenal cortex. And th- this young you know lady, she she's got her life back and her energy, and now I, I'm doing the orthopedics, and she has no adverse effects. She's not falling apart. Huh. And dentists don't even have a clue about that. that, that I'm, I'm probably one of the only uh, or the only dentists in the world that when I lecture on orthodontics, I talk about the thyroid and the adrenals because that's a prescription for a malpractice suit. You get a patient in that has multiple symptoms of both, like we said, fatigue, pain, depression, and you start doing extensive dentistry on these people. You push them over the edge, and guess who's going to get blamed? The practitioner. Yeah. Sure. Always. And you're you're the only dentist I know that ever mentioned the sympathetic and parasympathetic nerve system in the mouth. Uh, and I I I talked to a few dentists at, at different parties and all. They they don't have a clue. I don't know why. Absolutely. They don't teach that. 
And, you know, it goes back to the basic embryology. You know, this stuff is it, it's out there. You just got to keep flipping the rocks. You know, your front teeth develop from the neural tube, which gives rise to your sympathetic nervous system. So that's why, like, if you have a toothache or, you know, or a, a filling material that's not compatible with your immune system, and if it's in your front teeth, it's going to not only affect your sympathetic nervous system, but each tooth relates to specific organs, like the front teeth relate to the prostate, to the uterus, to the bladder. And, and you know, they don't get it, the dentist. They, they, they no, don't right. connect the dots. Absolutely not. And that reminds me, uh, Dr. Jerry, uh, you're building a YouTube channel. Why don't you tell the audience about that? Well, basically, yeah, I have a YouTube channel, GHS Doc, and if you do a search, we have a lot of videos on there from patients. You know, they're giving their testimonials on all these off-the-wall type symptoms and problems um, that, you know, we help resolve. Um, it's it's really exciting because I think YouTube is probably one of the best sources for reference material in the world now. And um you know, I'm putting out there, uh, and I'm sure Dr. Ron is doing the same thing. We want to put out honest medical information so that you can get, um, you know, solutions for your problems. Because traditional medicine, I mean, you could run all the blood tests in your world. It's not telling you the underlying cause of your problem. And exactly. what, what I focus on and Dr. Ron focus on and Dr. Dan, you want to get to core issues. That's my mantra. My, you know, you gotta think of core issues, and um, it, it's exciting as heck, you know, because you're turning people's lives around. I mean, just like that, the woman that the Dr. Ron sent to me, you know, in in less than six weeks, you know, her girlfriends are all jealous because she she lost 47 pounds. And how'd you do it? She says, "Well, you go spend the money that I did. You'll get the answers." <laughs> <laughs> That's Teresa. <laughs> Teresa, right? <laughs> All right, one more before we move, move your on. Your site, just... Doctor Doctor Jerry. What, what is that? your uh, What is your site? Is it up yet? Yeah, it's, I think if you just go on YouTube and you put a search GHS doc, it'll come up. GHS and doc. Yeah, and ladies and GHS gentlemen, GHS this, doc. This, yeah, DOC. Yeah, GHS yeah. doc. Yeah, and this okay. this program in July will have YouTube channel. Every one of our Tuesday podcasts, uh, you'll be able to not only get on YouTube, you I mean iTunes and uh, Google and all the other platforms, but you'll also be able to get on YouTube at Docon Radio. Uh, we'll have all of our podcasts, both uh, uh, you know, ones that you can listen to. Video, and then we'll have video visual on YouTube. So it's really exciting because people have asked for it, and we're trying to build the platform so that we can do do that for you. So uh, we'll start that in July, and you'll get to see our uh, doctor, what Doctor Ron looks like, what Doctor Jerry looks like, what Doctor Dan looks like, and hopefully uh, we can uh, not turn you off by that. But uh, we'll bring it bring it to you. All right, let, let, let's just continue because we, there's just so much uh, on the adrenal glands, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dr. Jerry still has a lot to do with, uh, to talk about diagnosis. But let me just go over some physical complaints of, of course, all deficient patients. Remember that fatigue li- uh, like uh, desire to lay down, deformed joints, tense muscles where, where maybe the fibromyalgia comes from, allergies of the skin, nose, throat, Reddish coloration of inflamed zones, asthma and food allergies, very common in adrenal fatigue, 
tachycardia, which means a rapid heart rate, intolerance to medications. Oh, I can't take this. I can't take that supplement. Might be adrenal. Palpitations in stressful situations, frequent infections, sore throat, red eyes, ear pain, flu. And I have to thank an old-time physician when I first started practice in 1965. He told me, if a person comes in with flu, give him a shot of cortisone. Well, I thought he was crazy, but it turned out that that was one of the best, one of the better tips I got in my life. And uh, now, some supplements, if taken, take, believe it or not, very early in the flu, will knock the flu out in a couple hours. I don't recommend that all the time, but it does work. I mean, I do use ozone and peroxide, uh, but cortisone does work. So if you also have a lot of sweating in your armpits, your hands, your palms, your feet, reduced appetite, uh, and uh, a weight loss, okay, caused by uh, the low appetite. Typical symptoms. Now, have, uh, Dr. Jerry, did you want to go on with any signs of uh, adrenal deficiency? I think you pretty much you know, covered the whole uh, range there. You did it very and well. At, at the end, at the end, you know, you, at the end of the disease, you, you get totally uh, burned out. Uh, you know, you will get Addison's disease, like the, like President Kennedy. We get the dark skin. Okay, right. The, yeah, That's the bronzing. What, yeah, the bronzing, and the, and I was the president that had that was treated for it. Uh, so that that's one of the things. And dark creases will also occur in the palms of your hands. You'll get a hollowed out face, uh, and uh, uh, maybe some dark lines in your nails. Okay, so there, there's some of the things that your physician will look. Uh, if you have these complaints, okay, and then uh, he may, if he knows uh, anything about endocrinology, may order some blood work and, and interpret it properly. And one thing that I would recommend uh, before I turn it back over to Dr. Jerry is this uh, cortisol binding globulin, which is the uh, it's a binding, which means it, it ties up cortisone. And if you have too much of that in your blood, it means it's tying up so much cortisone that you don't have enough of the cortisone to uh, do any, any good for the rest of your body. So, uh, okay, so we have signs, symptoms, blood, urine tests. Uh, I don't know that we need to go. Do you think we need to go into that, Jerry? No. Uh, no, if you want to talk about uh, five nutritional factors to support your adrenals. Yeah, so 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 that will get us through, give you an idea whether you should be listening to your body and, and getting get a check for adrenals. And then then there's some natural things that you can do. And uh, Dr. Jerry will start us off with that. Yeah, basically, uh, back in the 80s, I had the good fortune of uh, studying with some really top people in the nutritional field. And um, oh, wait, Dr. Jerry, I just happened to think you mentioned something sure. this afternoon: the pupil test. A paradoxical pupillary reflex test. Yeah, why don't you explain that? Okay, hold on. Or do you want me to? You go in a dark room. All right, you go into a dark room. You shine a little flashlight towards your eyes. Pupils, but not an LED. Not a not an (laughs) old-fashioned little pen light flashlight. Not an LED. They should your your pupils should get smaller. They should constrict immediately. This, if you're healthy, it happens within seconds. But if your pupils stay dilated for 10 or 20 seconds before they constrict, you probably have adrenal fatigue. A simple little test. 
dark room, shine a regular flashlight in your eyes. They should go small right away. If they don't go small for 10 or 20 seconds, great little test for adrenal fatigue. And Dr. Jerry reminded me of this earlier today, and uh, I want to thank him for that. Yeah, it's really simple, um, and it's the type of thing that you can do, you know, by yourself. You don't need a, you know, expensive test. Right. And, um, yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, most of this stuff is free. You just have to dig up the information. Because back in the 30s and 40s, they were into nutritional therapy and and practical tests because they didn't have all this fancy computerized systems back then. By the all way, right. I took a. Yeah, I took a walk while uh, uh, I took the phone with me, and I I do have the book Safe Uses of Cortisol by William Mc Mc M C K Jeffries. Right, that's that's the book we're talking about. Mackenzie is middle name, but uh, William Jeffries. Right, so that's the book. I have it here. Rita Rita gave it to me on. uh, (laughs) <laughs> There's a St. Patrick's Day card in here, so it must have been a St. Patrick's Day somewhere along the way. Uh-huh. It, it's right. it's got some stuff in it, but uh, but but people could learn from it. It might help. Uh-huh. All right. So, so what are some of the natural? Yeah, some of the natural, natural ways remedies. Um, the natural B complex. Now, if you smell your B vitamins and they smell like a drug. They are synthetic, and they're made from coal tar. So you want to stay away from those type of uh, supplements. And that's the difference between natural and synthetic, you know. And when they bash vitamins, you know, most of the junk that's out there is synthetic from China or India, and they're contaminated, and and they have no nutritional value. But the natural B vitamins, especially the B12, the B5, and B6, um, they're involved in cell metabolism. The B5 which is known as panathenic acid, helps break down the food into the proper energy metabolites. Uh, so you get more energy. The B6 is involved in the production of adrenal hormones, and B12 helps with energy production. So, yeah, you can get a shot of B12 in your rib butt, but it's synthetic, and you want to take it from a natural food-based source because that's how the body works. It doesn't work on the synthetic oil from Mobile One. Um, your B vitamins help. <laughs> it's true. I mean, shit, my car, I can get, you know, 15,000 miles in my little sports car on, on Mobile One. Um, but you can't get that on your natural B vitamins, unfortunately. But uh, the, the B vitamins basically help reduce adrenal fatigue uh, by giving the body the raw materials so that it can heal and produce the 60 different hormones. Vitamin C. Unfortunately, most of the vitamin C that's out there is synthetic. It's ascorbic acid. That is not vitamin C, people. It's like saran wrap around a sandwich. It's an antioxidant. It's a protectant. But real vitamin C has tyrosinase, which is the organic form of copper. Uh, it has asperdin, root, and bioflavonoids. It has to be food-based, like from camu camu food from South America or um, the, uh, from India, uh, the Indian gooseberry, <clears throat> real food, uh, you know, uh, fruit, the rind of the fruit. But anyway, it's intimately involved in the production of adrenal hormones. Most people don't get enough vitamin C, and your adrenals suck up a lot from whatever little bit it gets into the body if you're stressed out. So again, the highest concentration of vitamin C in the body is actually in the adrenal glands. So when you're stressed out, 
you take extra C. Uh, it, it really works wonders. Uh, magnesium, and you know, Dr. Ron spoke <clears throat> so much about magnesium, and I think it's what about 80% of the population is deficient magnesium because they're not getting enough dark green leafy vegetables in their diet. It results in symptoms like fatigue, depression, muscle cramping, and insomnia, and that you know, similar to what's going on with adrenals. Magnesium calms down your sympathetic nervous system. So when you're like shreked out, as my girlfriend would say, uh, you basically take a little magnesium and some organic minerals, you know, take some alfalfa tea. It has all kinds of good, wonderful general nutrients in it to calm down your sympathetic nervous system. And again, magnesium deficiency sets up for chronic inflammation. Uh, you know, which is, again, the underlying cause for most degenerative diseases. Uh, now, the do- this is the one area that most doctors have n- no clue or very little information on, adaptogens. They're basically herbs and plant extracts that help the body adapt to stress. And some of the good ones are ashwagandha. Ashwagandha has anti-anxiolytic effect and improves energy levels in the mitochondria, the little powerhouses in your cells. Holy basil, not holy cow, but holy you know, basil. Dr. Jerry, I, I, that's a great herb, but I, I don't want to leave it without letting our audience know that it also benefits thyroid function and it promotes the scavenging of free radicals. That is a great uh, adaptogenic herb. I, I really yeah, like that up. Yep. It's also very high, I believe, in selenium, if I'm not, not, not mistaken. Um, so you get all these ancillary you know, uh, trace minerals and different things when you take a food-based herb or a vitamin or what have you. Um, you know, you're just not getting it in synthetics. The holy basil, which is real interesting, uh, helps to counteract metabolic stress through the normalization of blood glucose, uh, blood pressure, and lipid levels, and psychological stress through positive effects on memory and cognitive function. So this is one, to be honest with you, I was new to when it came to cognitive function because I have a few patients that I want to put them on this holy basil. Uh, and here's one that I love. Uh, All right, let me, let me jump in on holy basil because it's one of the ones that I really like also. Okay. And believe it or not, it helps with you, what you talked about early in the program today. Uh, it protects against heavy metals and pollutants. And, and uh, I you wasn't know, aware and, of that. Yeah, they, and that's what you sit it out with today because it can create this hormone balance. So right. uh, it does help regulate cortisol levels. It's a natural remedy for anxiety and emotional distress, but importantly, it, it does protect you against the metal. So uh, sorry about that. Let's go on because okay. I love what you're saying. Yeah, no, I appreciate it because, um, you know, the information is so vast out there anymore. Not one person, you can't get a handle on all of it. It's just too vast. But the one that I love the most is this cordyceps mushrooms. It basically grows up in the, the, the mountains of the Himalayas. And in fact, the, the Chinese athletes, I think back in the 90s, won a record number of gold medals. And it was discovered that their trainers had their uh, you know, uh, athletes on, on high doses of cordyceps. Uh, it, it basically uh, supports greater uh, levels of energy, your appetite, your stamina, your libido. It boosts the immune system. And your endurance. I know when I do a you know a 50 or 100 mile bike ride, man, I I take four cordyceps to start with, and and probably about two hours into the ride, I'll take another four cordyceps, and it increases your oxygenation of your blood. And uh, you know when your other guys buddies are pumping the Advil, you know, 
and Nuprin wow. because they got joint pains, you're going to be pain-free. Um, the other interesting one, it's not so much an adaptogenic, but it's PQQ. It's pyroloquinoline quinone. It's a mouthful, but it acts as an Can antioxidant. Can you say that again? Pyro, <laughs> pyroloquinolone quinone. It enhances mitochondrial function. Now, I'm always looking to increase mitochondria because that's your little you know, powerhouse of the body, the little cells. It not only enhances the existing ones, but it increases the, uh, the number of new ones being produced in the body. So it's, it's basically neuroprotective and affects uh, you know, adults and uh, even animals. You know, that's the the key is if you get the right nutrients into any living uh, organism, they're going to benefit. But when you're stressed out to the hill, these adaptogenic, uh, you know, mushrooms, you know, uh, cordyceps, holy basil, ashwagandha, they allow the adrenals to go back into the adaptive stage so that you can recoup. But if you just keep whipping the adrenals, like with licorice and coffee and caffeine, you know, it's like whipping a tired horse. Eventually, the horse is going to drop dead on you. Yeah. And the, yeah, the last one basically is a protein which supports adrenal repair, keeps the energy up, your blood sugar up, and prevents you from spiking. And, uh, you know, good choices are beef, wild fish, eggs, free-range chicken, and good quality protein powders. So that's the name of the game. Um, the other interesting thing that I came across is that studies are showing that when uh, you use liquids, extracts, 90% of the liquid extract compared to only 39 to 50% of capsules or tablet get absorbed. So whenever possible, get your supplement in a liquid form. That, that, that's really good advice. And, and, and the other thing, ladies and gentlemen, just again, because we, we, we give you common sense remedies, swap out your carbs for healthy fats, please. Uh, really important. One thing adrenal fatigue patients don't do well with it is intermittent fasting. Uh, so that's something that you have to be aware of. If, uh, you know, you're trying to go that 12 to 16 hours between meals and you're not really feeling good, you maybe you want to get checked, get your adrenals checked, okay? You want to give yourself some space to unwind. And something we talk about intermittently is is practice grounding or earthing. Get your bare feet, get yourself grounded to the the protons of the earth, okay? Uh, Really important for your adrenals. Uh, Some stress management techniques, emotional freedom techniques, Okay, make yourself a priority in, in some respects and, and uh, 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 watch your stress levels. I think these are just common sense things that you can do, and along with avoiding the caffeine. Avoid those stimulants that, that Dr. Jerry has told you about. You know, licorice contains cortisol. That's why uh, and when I was in medical school, we, we diagnosed an Addison patient because he was eating two pounds of licorice a day. Yep. So yeah. uh, you, you don't want to do that. All right. So, yeah, along with you know, the high sugar fruits and the sugary snacks, yeah. your fast foods, exactly. your processed foods, you want to stay away from this garbage because you're just whipping your adrenals. It'll give you a quick high, but you know, for every uh, up, you're going to get an equal and opposite down. Exactly. So, uh, get a good night's sleep. Now, how how many times have we told you that in relation to diseases that we talk about on the program? Let your body regenerate. Eight to ten hours of regenerative sleep. 
That means you got to turn off the Wi-Fi at night, ladies and gentlemen. You got to turn off circuit breaker to your bedroom if it's possible. Uh, and you know, you got to laugh and have some fun. Uh, that's what part of uh, what we're going to recommend here. I don't really have a lot more to to add for the adrenals, Doctor Jerry. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, no, some things I think you talked about. Yeah, avoiding. Yeah, covered it pretty well. Yeah, and then next week we got to hit the thyroid because they are connected. We're, we're discussing them individually because there's so much to talk about. But all these endocrine glands do work in a symphony, and we're going to talk about them. Dr. Dan, anything next, that we missed? Next next week's the thyroid, uh, Dr. Ron? Yeah, next week's the thyroid. Okay. I want to make sure right. I have that down so I know a week ahead of time. Uh, because I went over all the all the glands this time. I thought we were we were doing them all, but we're doing one at a time. Um, you you got you got to keep your uh, cortisone uh, up, like like you were saying, at a proper level. But but then again, you have to be careful because sometimes if it's too high, you can you can run into problems. And maybe this book, Safe Uses of Cortisol, would be good for some people. Yes. You I think, think it would be good for physicians. Oh. I think physicians should read it along with Dr. Brodebarn's, uh the undiagnosed uh, thyroid disorder. Okay. Uh, really uh, I, I great, two great books by library. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only, other, the only other thing I just popped into my head is the dental component is so critical with people who have abscessed teeth, for example, um, and and I had this one woman, two years infection in the tooth, and in fact it's case number 107 on my website. She had severe menstrual migraines, which of course her adrenals were wiped out and her hormone imbalance was all messed up. But the infection in the tooth was a primary component to the whole equation. After I extracted it and we detoxed her. She went from 15 days of lethargy and fatigue and three days of severe, severe uh, migraine down to one day of migraine, which was minimal and no fatigue at all. Wow. Um, you, you told me about another great case, too, about someone that died, but we're, we're going to say that from a get their teeth clean, save for another time. But there you go, yeah. ladies. I mean, it, everything really connected. You know, when it comes down to it, uh, but you got to be looking for that splinter, that 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 the the particular incident that's causing everything. Really important. That's it. That's yeah, so, ladies I, and gentlemen. That's that my, Dr. Jerry's YouTube channel, GHS Doc. Dan, were you yeah, going to say I, something? Yeah, I did hear my dentist uh, say uh, to someone that. Uh, uh, if uh, the cavities that were there came back, he, he wasn't messing around with them. He was taking the te- he was taking the teeth out. So that was a good thing that you mentioned, Doctor uh, Jerry, about putting in implants and so forth. If it, you know, and uh, doing well, a root canal. Well, here's then, the deal: then, if you if you're sure getting it, yeah, if you're getting hit with a lot of cavities, invariably you're going to have a low thyroid because. Um, you know, back in the 1920s, Eugene Hertog mentioned that increased tooth decay is related to hypothyroidism. This was back in the 20s. Oh, so it's 
So the so the thyroid goes along with the decreased to uh, yeah the immune system. Yep. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Well, all I have right. to say is what what I can't understand is when did my wild oats turn into shredded wheat? <laughs> when you got married. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's that's where I am right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, there there is a crisis of adrenal fatigue, and it is a real uh, disease. It is a real entity. And Dr. Kalish, who we're waiting to come on this program, he says not a month goes by that a dozen women in their 20s have levels of sex hormones almost identical to women in their 80s and 90s. So we have a crisis going on with our hormones, and we didn't even talk about plastics and phytates and, and all the BPS, BPA, that are. but we'll get to that for the end of this summit. But I hope you learned a little something about the adrenal gland today. At least uh, know that it's just not for fight or flight, uh, that it really is important to your health, and that uh, something can be done about it naturally. You don't need to take a lot of drugs, and you don't have to go through a lot of testing. But uh, you, if uh, you know, just be knowledgeable about it so you know what what symptoms it causes, and uh, go to a knowledgeable uh, functional medicine doctor, uh, naturopath, can uh, take care of it. So, Steve Jobs said, Extra, "Extraordinary minds do not seek validation from outside opinion or through the attainment of goals. Instead, they are truly at peace with themselves and the world around them." They they live fearlessly, immune to criticism or praise, and fill their lives with inner happiness and self-love. So that's what I want to leave you with. Uh, it's important to love yourself and be calm. You know, don't depend on the people to either pull you up or knock you down. Know who you are. And uh, Dr. Jerry, any, any last words for our audience? Yeah, basically an old adage there, once a... Uh, once a queen, always a queen. Once a night's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should I, be so lucky right now. <laughs> Check your cortisol levels. <laughs> ah, that, that's my problem. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. This was episode number 260 of the start of the Endocrine Summit. I don't know whether it's going to go on for three or four weeks, but we're going to continue discussing the endocrine glands. And I'm going to just remind you that adipose tissue is an endocrine gland, and we'll, we'll get to that toward the end of the summit. So, Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry, thank you for today. This was a, a great start to, to explaining to our audience uh, about the adrenal glands. And uh, have a great night, and we're going to close the show with a little, uh, little blues group from Philly, and they call it the blues. So this little band from Philadelphia allows me to use their music, and I want to thank them. I want to say we had a great time today, and we hope we'll see you next week at 4 p.m. on Dr. Ron, Uncensored, Unfiltered. Have a great day, and we are leaving the building. God bless you. God bless you.